And welcome everybody to the Saint Seiya Cosmocast. I'm your host, Ramses. Per usual, I'd like to thank everybody for downloading this and previous episodes. All comments are appreciated. Speaking of just, I want to address a few things before we start the show. You may have noticed on our show notes that there is a Google document. And it's basically a survey. And I want, and I would like to get some more feedback from our um, listeners. I mean, I mean, we get some feedback from some of the listeners, but not a whole lot. And I feel like we can do a lot more for to to better communicate between me and the fans. And I just want to know how I can reach you guys better. So what I did is I I made a a, a, a survey telling you like different things as to like where do you feel more comfortable listening to the podcast. Well, like what social media do you use that you want to see us use a lot more of, and you know if we want to start like up also stuff like and that's very important for me at least, um stuff like it's starting a Patreon or adding ads to these episodes. And unfortunately, I make no money on the side whatsoever, so like the only job quote unquote I have is this podcast. So. I'm so I'm thinking, you know, if like if you start a Patreon or start putting in ad ad breaks every so often just to like even everything out, but it's up to you guys. You, you guys tell me what you guys feel like what we should be doing with the podcast, and you know, hopefully, hopefully, with all the the responses we, we get, we'll get a good good view of like what we need to change, what needs to be added, what we can do to expand. And, you know, you have until episode 10, which will be, like, a month and a half from now, to, um, to, um, to respond. And on episode 10, we'll be posting some of the findings that, um, that are going to be in the, that's going to be in the survey. Not a whole lot of them. I'm not going to disclose a whole lot of information, but just, like, general information that might be interested, that might be interest to, to the listeners as well. Um, you, another thing you may have noticed is that I got a new, I made a new cover art. Um, the, the first one I made was always going to be temporary. I was always going to be like temporary for like the very beginning. I was never going to be the, the, the final one. I was either going to make a new one or I was going to like commission a new one. And I, I was inspired like just before the show to make this new logo with, uh, inspiration with like the, Previous um, versions of the, of the series logos from like Mexico and France and other places where they use that kind of like dark logo, and combine it with um, combine it with like the font they're using with the for thirty fifth anniversary series, and yeah, hopefully this um, hopefully hopefully looks pretty good. Hopefully you all like it. Also, if you notice, also that's like we also changed like a cover to also have our hashtag as well. So if you're ever curious to ever want to participate in any of the conversations with us on Twitter or any other social media going forward, thanks to when we look through all of the when we look through all the surveys, you can look through us via hashtag burn that co- keep burning that cosmos. Um. So yeah, you see any feedback you guys have for the new logo or anything that you guys. That for the survey or anything like that, 
would be really appreciated. Um, so this week I wanted to talk about live action because last week, um, last show we discussed a lot about the new live action movie that's coming out in 2023. And Saint Seiya is no stranger to the live action thing for, it's actually, they've actually done a lot in the over the last couple of years with, um, Saint Seiya concerning live action, both uh, unofficially and officially as well. You know, some of them, some of them are well known. Some of them are not so well known. Some of them are obscure. Some of them are lost media. And I figured today would be a good time to talk about a lot of those um, live action things that popped up with Saint Sarah, either in an official or an official form. Um, just to, I guess we can start by saying, like, what what are my ground rules for a lot of this? Um, no commercials. No commercials are like those are like one and done type of things. And, you know, the only commercial I can figure that I can remember on top of my head that live action with Saint Seiya, that Saint Seiya related, is for the laser where you say can light gun game, quote unquote. If you haven't seen it, it's like a light gun game, but like it's made to look like um, Seiya's um, Ungauntlet. And you have a chess piece that looks like his chess piece that he has like in the, in the first, in the, in the first era, um, first armor, first cloth. And you strap it on, and pretty much you're going to laser tag. You have to attack him right in, right in the, um, in the armor, and that's, and you know, you hit him a few times, and then it makes peeping sounds, and that's it, you know? You've played, you've played later type of four at a, at a, at a, at a fancy arena, or you played a, a simple like, version of this like this, like when you were growing up. So it's like, um, so it's like, you know, it's really interesting. I'll post a link to that video of that, um, toy ad. But let's get on to the discussion with, like, some of the musicals and some of the stage shows and some of the other. What other weird things involving live-action Saint Seiya? The first known live-action Saint Seiya project was done in 1991. It featured the mega band of the time, SMAP. From August 15th to September 1st at the Ayomi Theater in Tokyo, the fest consisted of Masahiro Nakai as Seiya, Tsudoshi uh, uh, Kusunagi as Shiryu, Kazuyuki Mori as Hyoga, Shingo Katori as Shun, Goro Inaki as Iki, and Takuya Kimura as Poseidon. It was built also that another band that was also going to be joining them as well, Tokyo, and they were going to fill in the the Gold Sage Bowl, but unfortunately, due to reports, they said they never made it to the any of the known performances that were that were um, that are documented. Who knows? Like, uh, unfortunately, we don't know if like they were they, if they did appear or not, but. On the pamphlet, it does show that they were that they were supposed to be the Gold Saints, but we don't know if, what they were who they were going to be cast as, or if they even did all all the performances. Mm. Well, well, this is not the first theater adaptation of any anime. This is the very first like mega like using like mega stars and using mega like musical acts to promote a uh, anime series. But what are usually has stuff like Bleach and Air Gear and other like animes that have um, used musicals to their benefit using like either the either the either the voice actors or use like a band to um a boy band or some other band to like promote the series as well. Um and unfortunately thanks to like a lot of copyright um copyright laws, copyright situations with uh, with with their agency, which is rather infamous um agency known as Johnny's Unfortunately, the footage that's available 
on the internet is only like through like just short little clips that they showed in like variety shows and also like just the like, promotional videos and that's it. No other footage of this um no other no other footage of this this um um this stage show is available. And unfortunately thanks to how the copyrights work with like um in Japan and also like who and like, thanks to how strong the copyright is, the um, thanks to how strong the Johnnies keep their copyright holders to like their images and stuff like that. I sincerely doubt we're going to ever kind of see that that um footage ever make it out of light of day, other than the footage that's flying around the internet right now. It would be nice, but unfortunately, the sad reality is that we're never going to see that footage, and whatever is up to that footage is just going to be like just lost media. What isn't lost media, and something that's very rarely available, you can find it everywhere on the internet, is the Saints Day Super Musical that was done in 2011. It featured uh, Keita Kanamori as Seiya, Makoto Unobori as Shiryu, uh, Nanoki Abe as Hyoga, Shirijuri Sanatoshi as Shun, um, Yusuke Hiroshi as Iki, Mahalo Tomiya as Athena, and as the main villain, Hitomi Yoshida as Ares. And it's pretty much a retelling of the first uh, Saint Seiya movie, you know, Saint Seiya, the Maleficent, uh, Maleficent goddess Ares, you know, and it's pretty much a straight up adaptation of it, just with like musical numbers and stuff like that. You know, it's a really good, um, it's really good, you know, for beginners if you were looking for a, a good time to like watch with like, you know, a good cheesy good time with like, a, with the musical with Saint Seiya. That's your best bet. It's also more, more readily available. You can find it on the internet very easily. You can buy it officially from Toy themselves if you look through, through like, you know, like Amazon.jp or any other like website where you can get it officially. I would say, personally, you, you, I would say you get those if you can as well. So if you can find it, um, watch it. It's, it's worth, it's worth a good time to watch it, all that good stuff. So. And like I said, support the official release if possible. You can find the official release. Okay, so we've discussed all the official ones that are officially done by the Japanese. Let's get on to like the nitty gritty. Let's get on to like the date. Let's get on to some weird, the weirder stuff that you know that that's flying around. In the 1990s, in Mexico, we had an official Saint Seiya stage show. It was actually it was actually directed by the guy who uh, who voiced Hyoga, uh, Rene Garcia. It was first done at the Teatro Vaqueria, Mexico City, and it did run across the process um across um across Mexico for for a few months, and then and there and that was pretty much about it. Other than that, there's only a low-quality video clip of, like, a commercial of, like, the actual, like, showing of the, of the, um, of, of that stage show. And it's very low-quality, and really, you really, really can't make out anything at all. Um, and other than that, there's no named actors that have come out and talked about it. No one said anything more about this. As a matter of fact, this is, like, this has got to be like the first time it, that's been known outside of like the Spanish circle or like known to like the circle that we, that I'm part of that 
Um, they're discussing about this. And, you know, hopefully with this being out in the open, hopefully we can get more information as to, like, like where this was shown, who was part of it, you know, if there's any photos or if there's anything, any, 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 anything that can be found from this. And I think we're more certain we can find more information on this, this particular um, stage show than, like, the other ones that we've discussed. Like, the 91 one, I doubt we're going to get any information, but I think we're more inclined to find more stuff with this and that one. Even though the one from 2011, like, it's more so much readily available, you can you, you find it everywhere. But, regardless, um, was one of the things where I was hoping that, like, discussing it, uh, making it known that, like, this is out in the open, that more people would um, respond just with memories about this, especially, like, the Mexican community, but, um, yeah. And like I said, this is where things get kind of kind of weird, kind of the grayish area, if you will. I do remember a few times, a few circuses did promote um, Saint Seiya as like uh, as an act, and it'd just be like a couple of dudes that just do a couple of karate moves and really bad costumes, and it's just like. You know, at the age of 10, that, that kind of thing was just like, like, even at age 10, I was like, wow, that's kind of lame. Cause it's like, at that point, it's like, if I wanted to see guys in spandex each other around, I would rather be watching Power Rangers. Cause at least the Power Rangers are at least more quiet. They're better choreographed. These guys, just, guys are just throwing like weird punches and weird kicks around and, you know, uh, and then they have to bring out like a, a poor animal that they, that they, that's been in, you know, that's in servitude to them, and it's just like, you know, it's, it just feels kind of awkward or just a really bad um, clown or whatever, and just, eh, I would just, I would rather spend my time watching Power Rangers or something else, or watch the real deal. Hell, I even watched that, um, that, um, that stage show, the official one that they, that they had, in compared to, like, some weird, like, one that, that some circus is putting out. And, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, this story is something you hear a lot from, like, other parts of the world as well. And that was something I was really hoping as well. We would hear from other people, but unfortunately, again, we just never got that much responses. Uh, so, like I said, it's, it's, it, and it, it's such a, it's such a weird gray area, that kind of thing, where it's just like, I doubt we're going to get any more information other than what's being, what's known. But, you know, hey, let's um, so let's hope for the best and see if any of this silliness get comes to light. If not, then you know we at least have like this podcast to talk about. Let's uh, close all this discussion up with a discussion of Starstorm. Starstorm, what's going to be a live action adaptation of Saint Seiya? But it's like the irritation is like really, really big air quotes on this one because it's like it's just it's, it's as much as an adaptation as mm, as Robotech is to um, to Macross, just Macross, none of the other none of the other series. So what we don't this is what we know. It was done by Marilyn Sharp. It was done at, Resi- at Resilient Atlantic Films. Resilience, that company has done so many TV shows such as 
Power Rangers, Mask Rider, Music Next to Nog, and so much more series. One day, out of the blue, a thermal reel came out of her, like, you know, just showing off, like, what she did as, like, you know, as, like, a portfolio, if you will. And all of a sudden, Star, Star, Storm appeared. And it, we only seen, like, what, like, it was only, what, like, 15 seconds of the footage, but it's just, it's an, it's an incredible watch. It's, like, most of, like, they're all wearing, like, like, these guys are just wearing, like, clunky silver, like, you know, silver plated armors, and they're not wearing any shirts. Um, Shun is, unfortunately, a woman in this one. And so many other things that, um, that just, that just screamed like, you know, early 90s cheese. And, you know, you only have that, that, um, that much footage to go by. What was theorized what it is, is that it was rumored to be a, uh, a demo, a real order that was shown to potential buyers from like Walmart or Toys R Us. And eventually it would, we just sell a toy line to like those two like those places, and you know potential buyers would see this ad and they see the toys and they make a decision if they want to stock their toys or not. Um, showing off not just the toys but also showing off like uh, like this like this like either thirty minute ad with like these actors running around you know potentially showing off what the new world that they that they're trying to portray and all that stuff is, but. We don't know. We don't know. And it's like, usually these types of things would be shown at like New York Toy Fair and other kind of like, um, toy related, um, places where buyers from like Walmart or Target or Toys R Us or any other place that, that sells toys would like see this and they don't make a potential decision as to what they want to pick up this line or not. Obviously, if this line, if they did pick up the line, we would have seen this line. So I'm pretty sure like this was not a very popular thing and I don't think they made either, either they didn't make orders or no one was interested in it. Well, no. And maybe I'm totally off base. Maybe the rumors are not true about the series. Um but like I said, it's an interesting very interesting like little fifteen second video and you know, we don't we don't know absolutely anything about it just yet. It's just only hearsay and hearsay. You know, I do hope that eventually like, more footage and more stuff does pop up or anybody can can step up and tell me a little bit more about what's going on as well. So it's like I'm like I'm more than willing to keep my my um my my everything open to like if anyone wants to get in contact with me about it. And there have been many, like, you know, like here and there, like, different little things, like, little live action one-offs. One, like, in Europe in particular was on the Sister Show on, in Brazil, with, this, with the group Larissa and Williams. They sang the theme song to the Portuguese version of Saint Seiya, and you could see the heroes getting down, doing what they're getting down, down and dancing all over the place. It's really cool. Um... Hello, Cis Cordio, um, who you can find on Twitter. He's a really good uh, friend of, of the show and a really good friend of mine. Um, we were discussing one day about a show he we went to, and they were the show was basically a musical, and one of the musicals was uh, something like involving like boys and girls. 
and the boys were dressed up as the characters from Saint Seiya, and the girls were dressed up as characters from Sailor Moon, and they had kind of a musical about boys versus girls. It was kind of a nostalgia, kind of like, um, uh, play about, about things, so nostalgia and stuff like that. So, he didn't give me the name of the, he didn't give me the name of the play, but uh, it's, he said, but the footage on the internet, and like, like, they, you can hit him up later, or you can hit me up later, and maybe by the time that the, the show goes up, maybe I don't get that information. So, yeah, it's just like, it tells you, like, how also ingrained Saint Seiya was to the fan, uh, to children of our, of our era, and now that we're growing up, now we get to use that kind of thing, these images, in stuff like, you know, musicals and stuff like that, in a, even though it's in an official form. It's like, it's to use something like that for nostalgia reasons is kind of interesting. But, like I said, like, there's just so much, so many more things that, that, so many more one offs, so many other, like, weird, like, TV stuff that we don't know about. Maybe some, maybe they aired something in France. Maybe they aired something in Italy. We don't know. So, you know, if you have any more of this kind of thing, I would love to do a follow up on a lot of weird, like, live action stuff from around the world or Saint Seiya. So if you got anything you want to contribute more, you're more than welcome to post it on Twitter or use the hashtag um, keep burning that cosmos and we'll check it out. So for the episode summaries for this week and discussion of this week, let's uh let, let's check out what we were where we are with the series. Um last week's left our heroes. They were trying to retrieve the the helmet of Sagittarius from Geist and her ghost saints. Um, the jellyfish saint, the sea dragon saint, and oh, sea serpent, and the dolphin saint. The episode goes on. Uh, I believe this is episode twenty. No, this is episode like this is episode nineteen. Yeah, it's like it's they they just dropped them out really quick. They 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 have no problems whatsoever, despite them having problems previous episode. Them them having them taking care of them is, is very easily. They take care of them very easily. Um, we then get to see Geis and her abilities is that she can, like, make illusions out of everything. But Seiya, you know, some say it's like, I know a lot of people say he's, like, rather stupid, but he didn't have the foresight to, like, know how to, like, deal with, uh, with Geis, and she, he took care of her pretty, pretty decisively. Um, after that, we got, with, uh, after that, the, um, the entire team just splits up. Because they figured that something's up with, and something's up, and they gotta get some answers from their masters. So, um, Kyogo goes goes back to Siberia. Um, Seiya goes back to, to Greece, and Shikido goes back to um, Five Peaks, China, with uh, to be with Boko and um, and Shindring. Um, and during the times, like during this time, we're, we're we go back to Greece where the the Crystal Saint uh, is very much um, demanding to talk to the Pope, but the Pope decides to um, brainwash him to do his bidding. Uh, as that as that happens, Seiya arrives to Greece, and and um, Marin tells Seiya that something's up with uh, with the, with uh, the Crystal Saint that he should go back to uh, Siberia and figures out. You know, in Siberia. Um, the Pope and his men are just have enslaved the little town that he was that's um, that Hyogo is in, and Hyoga has to like uh, Hyoga has to like fight it um and liberate everyone. 
And then he has to confront the sil- uh, the Crystal Saints. And, 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 you know, thankfully, that the, the nick of time, Seiya arrives and helps out as well. But it's pretty much a battle between the, the Crystal Saint and Kyoga. And it just ends up being that the Crystal Saint succumbs to, like, the power of Kyoga. And the fact that he's, like, so he's battling between, his good, um, between the, the brainwashing so much that he just gives, that he just dies from like the from the stress from the brain. Um, in this too, we get to see that the um the a mysterious uh person has been um starting arsons all over the place where the Garad um foundation was, and with that um it, this sparks the soon we come out of hiding because they were hiding from from like the from like saints that are trying to capture the, the helmet. And this prompts Tetsumi to like uh, break their cover, which Shun has to like uh, was protecting uh, Sayori. So during the third, um, this uh, this um, involves now another saint called the Rose Saint, just another one-off. But uh, they, thanks to the intervention of Iki, who now arrives in, in the series again, he they do they dispose of them really quick. And then we get to the pretty much the meat and potatoes of the entire episode. Afterwards, we get to um, um, the the Pope is angry about all this, and they demand that Silver Saints be unleashed, meaning that uh, Marion has to do her job and and kill Saya. And so she reluctantly agrees to do it, and she does. Um. They um well, which is also accompanied by Lizard Missy, but this Missy is also smart. He realizes that something's up, and he realizes that uh, that that Marion left him alive, and you know they start to fight. They have the end during the fight. The Seiya has like a really um has to like use all of his all of his um, abilities and even learns a few new ones to take him down. And it's really interesting because um. It's some of the stuff we see later on that we're going to see as well. Um, and immediately afterwards, uh, we get to see Asroth and um, Moses. They appear and they're like, they, they analyze what's going on and they realize that a good way to get Sand to come out of, to come out and fight them together. Is if if they um, if they if they attack um, Marin, and we leave the uh, we leave the, this block of episodes with um, them using Marin to poke Saya into a fight between two Silver Saints. Will he will he prevail? We have, we'll have to watch these next group of episodes to find out. So my analysis of these episodes is that. I I realized the, the divide between a filler episode and a like like episode that was done from the manga, and you can tell like very easily that like the stuff that was done in the manga, there's a lot more at stake, and you can tell there's a lot more stuff like happening in terms of like if like you wouldn't know if like sales was gonna survive or not the battle in the previous episodes, but you can t- clearly tell that the you know, that. The, that the, the Saints took, like, had no, took care of their opponents, like, very little effort whatsoever. And even though they did have some effort at the beginning, they, they didn't, the, the, at the end, like, these guys just get dropped out. Like, and it's, it just becomes really clear, just like, what is a filler episode and what 
isn't a filler episode. In the case of like, in this case, it's like the filler episodes. You know that there, there no, there no danger of losing. Everything's gonna come out, turn out good, and all that good stuff. Meanwhile, um, the like more on pace episodes for what the manga is. You can tell, like, that's a little bit more methodical. Like, that's the more of the same thing. Yeah, like, we're more used to where it's like things are happening, not at a rapid pace, but it's happening, like, you know, it's, they're not being, the enemies are not being disposed of as quickly as they should. And I do feel like this is like a really good group of episodes to watch because I think, I think it shows you the contrast of what's, what's going on with these, with the, what's going on with like production where it's like, you can tell it's like on one hand they had to like find a way to like make these characters seem invincible to fight these other bad guys, but also they have to make sure that the, this this new threat that's in the comic seem more viable for them to like them to for them to have a, a real struggle. So you know it's really it's really really great, and I would really 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 like it if like people check that out because I think that's a good like view of like. What we're dealing with, with in terms of Saint Seiya, and I do like that that kind of attitude changes as we get to stuff like Poseidon and um, well, before that with um, Asgard. Now, one of the things that I liked about Asgard is like they never got that. Like it looks like they were all, like on you know, like the storytelling was on par with like everything else, and there was kind of a sense of like at any moment the, the heroes can like can perish or die or something like that. Meanwhile, like I said, like in these detailed episodes, you can clearly tell like they're in no absolute danger whatsoever. They, and you know, like, you can clearly tell like they're just there to sell toys or like make them look good enough to sell the toys. So, um, yeah, like, I really recommend like like these are some really good episodes in terms of like one seeing how like make how filler episodes work in the world of Saint Seiya. Also, like showing you guys like how escalation, how quickly things can escalate. In so, with that said, you know, thank you so so much for listening. Um, let me give you guys a heads up about the next episode, episode twenty four to thirty one. We're gonna be covering those episodes of the anime. Um, so we're gonna be continuing on with this uh, the Silver Saints fight. Um, and also, our discussion will be about Saint Seiya video games. So, like I said before, please, please find us on Twitter and, and join in the discussion, either by um, at, or find me on Twitter, which is SCCosmoCast, or using the hashtag KeepBurningNacks. And like I said before, um, I want to get more participation, I want to get more things going. It's also episode 10 to fill out the survey, and I really would appreciate people to check out the survey. Um, but that's it, everybody. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Bring that cosmos, everybody.